1: Wow.
2: Hello and welcome to the Born Japan podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Bourne, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete. How the devil are you?
1: Hiya, how you doing? You alright? <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> you are indeed. Do you know Chris, what I'm happy what are you doing? <laughs> Chris, it is not the time to be eating chocolate. It is always not the time even to be eating chocolate. Melty Kiss is the chocolate you're eating at the moment. A strawberry Melty Kiss, what's that about? So Melty Kiss is the,
2: is the first chocolate you need to buy when you arrive in Japan, Pete. Mm. Uh, it's made by Meiji. I've written in. And it's it's just chocolate that has a fruity centre. In this case, it's (laughs) strawberry, although they've described it as fruity strawberry because strawberry isn't fruity enough. It needs to be fruity strawberry. And it is rather good. (laughs) You sort of bite into it. and It's got this like chocolate powder uh, and then you sort Mm -hmm. of bite into it and it's like this decadent, rich chocolate flavour. And then the fruity strawberry comes out. It's amazing. I love it. Get yourself some Melty Kiss. Not sponsored by (laughs) Melty Kiss. It's great though.
1: (laughs) And then asbestos. (laughs) And then the fourth no, layer is asbestos, asbestos, asbestos. and <laughs> mining uh, rocks. We need to Core, fill the void cork. that is your coolish obsession.
2: I've noticed because you haven't been to Japan in a year, you've forgotten how good coolish is, so you I've don't forgotten talk about I, you forget-
1: I, did, I saw, um, I, I, I must admit, I don't know his name, but one of the members of the uh, podcast troupe, or the, the, the YouTube troupe uh, uh, Trash taste, uh he was eating... On the on the um, the driving one that you guys did, he was eating a coolish at the end of the show, and I was like, "Oh, that looks nice!" After a full day of throwing yourself around a racetrack, the delicate <laughs> chemical white cold kiss of uh, of delicious coolish. <laughs> right in your I mouth. Should, I, I mean, I would ship you some, but I don't know. <laughs> You, work, it, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, would it? It would. It would have to be. You'd have to put it in ice and, and in in polystyrene, and then make sure it get got to me in about two days, maximum. That's, but it'd be it, so expensive.
2: We could find a way. We'd. We could hire. We could like charter out a Learjet <laughs> to fly to London, filled yeah. to the brim with Coolish. For five hundred thousand okay. pounds, we'll be, we'll be, you could afford. When we'll we get tea. the
1: ads, well, if people keep writing those five star reviews on iTunes, if people keep telling each <laughs> other, telling their friends about the podcast, maybe one day we'll be able to afford a one import uh, private jet flight for uh, for some coolish refueling in Kiev or something. <laughs> it would be totally <laughs> worth it.
2: Totally worth it. Oh man, I that's some good news though. Oh, Journey Across Japan oh. three. We've got a series title. We've announced, we're about to announce the title. <gasps> it's the first place I'm announcing it before it goes oh live. Oh, my
1: God. Wednesday, the whatever it is today <laughs> of whatever month it is today, the Journey Across Japan 3 <laughs> series. Well, subtitle, I suppose, isn't it? it yeah, subtitle. Yeah. That seems, right. that's, okay, that's nice. I, I'm I'm going to guess. Is it Journey yep. Across Japan 3? Yeah. Chris Broad just can't sit still. It's not yes again. No, okay, right. Uh, Jenny across Japan. I've got ants in my pants. It's
2: definitely not called that no. either.
1: All right, finally for now, Jenny across Japan three. I've bought a new camera and and Stop. I want to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to f- make it tax deductible.
2: You're referring to my mine exploits from Sunday's episode. I went down a yeah, mine with yeah. an 8K camera. No, it's none of those things. <laughs> it's uh-huh. Jenny across Japan. Uh, Jenny across Japan. The lost islands.
1: Ooh. Oh. Oh, hello. How are, you getting to the, how are you going to get to all the islands then? That's exciting. Kayak. Kayak and Natsuki. Kayak. <laughs> Use Natsuki way. as
2: a kayak.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we, we've we got a few islands lined up. So it's it's all set in Kyushu, right? Mm. For those of you who don't know, Kyushu, Japan's... I guess it's Japan's smallest island of the four main islands, right? Of Shikoku, mm. Honshu, Hokkaido, then Kyushu. Could be wrong. I should probably read up on that. But Kyushu's a beautiful place... Uh, And it's very – the scenery in Kyushu, there's nowhere else quite like it in Japan because it's Mm. probably the most volcanic part of Japan and it's just one, like, continuous chain of volcanoes. It's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I passed through it on the original series of Journey Across Japan, but because I was sick and depressed and wanted to die, I only made, like, one episode there. It was a real letdown. So we're kind of going back under that premise to make (laughs) up for that. To go to Nagasaki, which is the last city that I've yet to visit, uh, Natsuki's going to go to his – Ancestral, <laughs> ancestral home of Aso, uh, because the his trees. name's Natsuki Aso, yeah. As he <laughs> likes to joke, he's an arsehole. Uh, Natsuki asso he, he loves to joke about himself being an arsehole. It's, it's great. Uh, so we're going to go there and find his an- ancestors, which is
1: cool. ridiculous.
2: I think he's probably like not, his family hasn't been there in asso for like four generations. So mm. don't think there's going to be many people left there. From the, uh, yeah, the Natsuki dynasty, but we're going to have a look anyway, and, um, and we're going to go to lots of different islands because Kyushu has so many different islands around it. Uh, for example, there's Yakushima, which is going to be our first stop, which is kind of like a it's kind of like a mystical island that a lot of people say inspired Studio Ghibli uh, films, like Hayao Miyazaki mm. films. It's kind of a very mystical place, lots of forests and waterfalls and shrines. I don't know what we're going to do there. We've got to think of something good (laughs) because walking around a shrine, it's lovely, but it's not not going to be cost-effective to travel that way just to do that. So we've got to think of something. We did find uh, some sort of Airbnb that comes with a goat. So... We'll, we'll we'll find Good. a way to put a that free story. A free goat. Do, exactly. do you get to
1: consume the goat? Do you milk the goat? How does how does your, creation, how does your connection to this goat work exactly? Does do the you goat review to, you, at do the you end? get To
2: consume <laughs> the goat. <It's> this <laughs> well, What's think, it for? For what I understand, it's there. It's it's just a, a beloved member of the family. This this house. Right.
1: And okay. The goat. So oh. does Look the goat go- turn up d- and eat the goat <laughs> that they love so dearly? Well, look, you could. That's all I'm saying. It's an option. It's not It wouldn't be outside. It's not hard. I don't think you'd get... You wouldn't get arrested for cannibalism. You would get arrested for um, theft, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's how the <this laughs> system works. It shouldn't work like that, but it does. All right? <laughs> oh, good God. We've also found um, there's a fisherman, I think, who will take
2: you out on a boat and let you catch fish, and then you go home and eat it at a barbecue or something.
1: Does that sound good? Oh, so that's fine. You can eat... All right, so you can eat the fish, you can't eat the goat. Unbelievable. Right, okay. I, I see mean, how this one works. <laughs>
2: the Pete Donaldson scale of pets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though. I like going out with a fisherman and him and, and and hit... Well, you having a crack at, uh, at catching something and then the fisherman just grabbing your rod and going, give it to you, idiot. <laughs> and then... uh have you done much fishing? Because um, we 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 went out obviously uh, with the seaweed fisherman uh, in Ishinomaki or, or where it's called, um, or whatever it's mm, called, mm. Uh, and we uh, got some seaweed off off the ropes, off the off the off the farms. But um, did uh, have you ever sort of done any sort of like? Because I, I don't think our sea legs. We're, they weren't renowned, were they? They weren't amazing, I, I thought. Certainly not at five o'clock in the morning. We we didn't look like we we're having the best time.
2: <laughs> no, I felt very sick. Although, to be fair, that was because I was trying to film it through a viewfinder. And uh, I, was, uh, I was impressed I by see. the footage I was able to take actually that day. But it uh, felt <laughs> dreadful. I haven't done real fishing in like 20 years. So I've got. Mm. It's going to be really weird. I hope they can take. <laughs> I hope we can take the goat with us on board. Go fishing with yes. the goat. Yeah,
0: and. Nice. Uh,
2: I'll GoPro, a good, yeah, GoPro on a go, <laughs> running around a boat while we're trying to fish for salmon or whatever they have I in like Yakushima. It. Yeah, so that'll be the first episode. All of those things combined. Yeah. Um, then we're so going to go would. make our way through Kumamoto and go to Mount Aso, the biggest, far, the biggest volcano in all of Japan and one of the world's biggest mm. volcanoes. This massive caldera, and there's like a on top of Mount Aso, there's like a volcanic area that's like a desert, this black kind of black desert. And I want to kind of walk across there and film some scene of Natsuki doing something in a really cinematic way. Probably just <laughs> smoking. It. You can use the, use the flames of the volcano to light a cigarette. Can you do that? <laughs> we'll find out. I've also yeah. found this really unpleasant looking cave that is really mysterious. It's like a town that has a cave and nobody knows why it's there. <laughs> right. They say it was, it was built like 2000 years ago. But again, nobody knows what, what it's for, but it looks messed up. And so I'm so thinking it, was, so it a, was dug out by someone. It, yeah, yeah, it was dug like out a, by someone. Yeah, it's like some sort of cult some sort of cult built this cave two thousand right. years ago. And we're and gonna no put one's a torch. Well, I think a few, peek. few people have walked down it. I don't know if they've come back, but we'll put a torch <laughs> in Natsuki's hand, strap a GoPro to Natsuki's head, kick him down it, and see what happens mm. and get mm. the Do I need camera to remind you there?
1: that there are bears in your country? <laughs> 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 and and do I need to remind you also that where bears live, they live in caves. Sometimes
2: that's true. And there's also snakes in kishi. Yeah. Quite a lot of snakes exactly. and spiders. So but I'm not looking forward to don't that. Like bit. it? Do not and like then it. We found uh, another island off the coast of uh, Nagasaki, which has a lot of abandoned buildings. Which we're mm. going to go and investigate and stay over the night. Stay overnight on and um, kind of see what happens there. But you know. I think I think it'll be fun, and I think no matter what we do, it could, could be a complete disaster. It could be rubbish. <laughs> Maybe we don't find anything. Maybe we can't get in the cave. Maybe the goat's dead. Maybe the fisherman mm. doesn't like us. And he doesn't want us yeah. on the boat. The That's fact that guarantee. Natsuki's there, it's going to be a laugh. Natsuki, Joey, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a good time. I think no matter what yeah. happens. So six When's episodes.
1: This, so, so so six episodes. Um, when when is this kind of uh, going to be arriving in people's YouTube holes? I'm i i'm famous in last time yeah, yeah 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 so so don't set dates just give yourself a fair date don't say we'll do it next week and it'll be in it'll be ready next week just give us a <laughs> give us a rough estimate well it won't be bloody filmed next week so i don't know how that's gonna work uh, i see well, we're
2: go. we're filming it kind of in the middle towards the end of april um just before my birthday and then i'm hoping it's going to come out around the end of may But I should say, oh, it's going to come out in August and then surprise everyone (laughs) by releasing it in May. Um, But we'll see. Uh, I I really do want to get it out quickly. Um, And I love editing Journey Across Japan episodes. It's a lot of fun. So mm. hopefully, as long as I'm motivated and I've got a lot of coffee, it'll be great. And it'll be coming out in (laughs) May. So you've got that to look forward to. And uh, hopefully, towards the end of April or the start of May, there'll be a trailer as well showing all the weird stuff that goes down. There's also a Cessna I found a Cessna that you can you can rent out and fly around a volcano. Not not right. I mean I can't I won't be flying it myself. It comes with a pilot thankfully. Um <laughs> and a goat. And a goat. You get a goat and a pilot in a Cessna, three yeah. seats. I'm a little <laughs> bit scared. I don't I've I've talked about it in the past. I don't really like flying. I get a little bit mm. on edge, shall we say. Mm. So Joey really wants to go in the Cessna. I'm not so sure. But i, d- I guess it could be like man. a overcoming a fear of flying could be kind of fun is that is that yeah, fun but
1: i mean again I you're, but, but, it's, but you're overcoming uh, overcoming a, a fear of a, a very small plane you know like it doesn't really solve that all of the other fly, flying flags you're going to take because it's a very small plane it's and also you say cessna it's not going to be like a, a big kind of 20 like a 10 man kind <laughs> of um kind of pleasure <laughs> Jet. Pleasure this is going to be, what is a, a, this is gonna be like a. This is going to be like a three man kind of little yeah, budget Cessna kind of job.
2: I, I think that's scarier though, because it's going to get blown around like a fucking yeah, dog toy. No, dog, no, no like I agree with you. they to blown around like a dog yeah. toy yeah. in the yeah, wind. That's a terrible idea, Chris. Don't do it. <laughs> but like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of right though. Like going in a, a jetliner, that scares me because you're 30, 40,000 feet. It's not as if you could just get out easily. A Cessna. If something goes wrong, which it probably will, cause it's gonna it flies Get around the volcano parachute. through the smoke. Mm. It's yeah. if the engine gets clogged, you could probably, hopefully, glide it down to a safe, to safety, or just <laughs> crash safety. and die.
1: In in the volcano,
2: <laughs> into the volcano. If
1: you knew, if you were sort of like at the ridge of the volcano, right, and you're floating, <laughs> and the plane was going down, and the pilot went, look. You can either land on the side of the of the volcano in a fiery mess, or you could slam it right. We could fly right in the belly of the volcano with like magma and shit. You would like say, "Magma yeah, and let's, do shit. The, let's do the magma one because if it's do certain, death anyway, one. get it in the volcano, mate. Get it in there.
2: Journey across <laughs> Japan into the volcano, season three. <laughs> Literally uh, into the volcano.
1: I'm not doing I, this podcast by myself. You'll you'll do what you at all, sunshine. <laughs> we'll get an
2: AI, we'll get an AI me to just to just Chris, sit here yeah. and Lovely. be me. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun.
1: You'll be fine. And and, and the Japanese are known for one thing, looking after their second hand goods. So their their planes are probably beautifully kept. You say that, but I did look up the company. This is because I'm like really pedantic over flying, I looked it up.
2: Right. And there was some technical glitch of one of their Cessnas that they had to write off, I think. So it didn't fill me with much confidence.
1: let Well now they, they wrote it off? Every, well, time they, a plane, every time a plane gets into difficulties, things change. It's it, it, it's one of the more perfect uh, industries. I mean, it has to be, but I, I trust them implicitly. Apparently,
2: it banged into the runway too fast. Uh banged into the runway and it like, shattered the wings or something. So well, look, we won't be flying in that one.
1: Don't do that. Yeah,
2: don't do that. no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, now I'm actually quite scared talking about this. God damn it. But it'll be fun. It's going to be a great uh, season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that more. Later on down the line, in April, when uh, more details come up. I have basically just revealed the entire plot of Journey Across Japan, and that's a lot of spoilers. What have I done? (laughs) Uh, We've got a story here from Paul and Rachel, uh, and it begins. Hey, Chris and Pete. My name is Paul from Australia, big fan of the podcast. I usually listen when catching the train to work. I'm a medical scientist. Nice one, Paul. We need more of you uh, these days, given everything going on. I've been to Japan twice, once on an all-expenses trip with my brother, which ignited my love for Japan. And more recently, I took my girlfriend, Rachel, in February 2020, before the end of the world got into full swing. On our trip, we went to stay at Koyasan (laughs) for a few days, a small town in Wakayama Prefecture near Osaka, atop a mountain where most of the buildings are Buddhist temples, many of which you can stay at. On our first night there, we wandered around looking for somewhere to get some food and stumbled on a tiny izakaya that wasn't even marked on Google Maps. So like the travel <laughs> hipsters we are, this is where we chose to eat. I must say, that's a bold move, Paul. I don't think I have the balls to go into anywhere that's not listed on Google Maps. I, I've, Google Maps has changed me. I don't feel as daring as I used to be. Uh, but <laughs> nevertheless, the tiny bar seated about eight people and once we sat down it was full we couldn't help but notice that everyone watched us come in and out and we had the feeling that not many foreigners came here but this turned out to be a good thing as the locals very quickly warmed up to us and using what English they knew we managed to communicate some basic information like where we were from and where we had visited in Japan then one of the men pulls out a pocket translator and the night really takes off the man worked in publishing instead he used the translator for work um then using, using the translator to speak to us uh, and me using my fractured N4 level Japanese, we, got, we were able to communicate. It turns out one of the men had been to Australia and regaled us with his adventures and asked us if we'd met Crocodile Dundee. Sadly, we hadn't. But my girlfriend just so happened to work in crocodile management. So we showed them some photos of her and her team handling gigantic crocodiles. And the comical <laughs> reactions of everyone at the bar were priceless. Then a strange thing <laughs> happened. The owner of the izakaya asked us our favourite Japanese food and drinks. And we answered, takoyaki, sushi, katsudon, whiskey, etc. And then over the <laughs> next half an hour or so, every, every dish we mentioned was brought to us, even though they weren't even on the menu. They assured us this was their treat, and we ate and drank into the deep hours. Needless to say, we came back the next night, but we paid the second time. We didn't pay the first time. Stories like this is the reason we're already planning our next two trips to Japan. Once the world gets its act together and travel is back on the menu. All the best to both, Paul and Rachel. Isn't that <laughs> lovely? Isn't that lovely? I'm not sure what the moral of the story is. The moral of the story, go into no. if It's not on Google Maps. Show people <laughs> at the store your favourite crocodile photos. And if they like you, you'll get food that isn't even on the menu. What, what have you taken away from this story, Pete?
1: Yeah, pretty much the same thing. I mean, just be uh, just be nice and conscientious, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes you'll get free Nikka whiskey, I suppose. Um, yeah, takoyaki, sushi, katsodonis. It's, its it's not bad, is it? I mean, that's it. I mean, they will have had to have like cooked all that food, surely, as well, no? Oh well, I bloody hope so. it has gone down the convenience <laughs> store. It's one of the staff well, like, can buy, like ran out the frozen... back door,
2: and stuck yeah. out, of, <laughs> got out a freezer. Exactly, at the well, you, store. you can
1: fry, You can buy like uh, frozen takoyaki. I mean, they're pretty disgusting, but they not they, good, they, they work.
2: <laughs> i don't know if they do work to be honest they're pretty rough i um i think it's lovely it reminds me of that show yeah. on netflix i think it's midnight diner the one with the kitchen the guy mm-hmm. yeah. going the midnight diner it's a good series i've only watched a few episodes but the series midnight diner it's about a kitchen uh, an izakaya that only opens from midnight and it's like the mm. straddlers and the, the stragglers and the people who've who've gone for like three or four work parties and then just walked off alone sort of turn up to this diner and the guy's like what do you want i'll cook you anything and then they ask him for some food and he cooks it. But for some reason they always ask for really simplistic and boring items. Like if I, I if I walked into it, an Izekiah and the chef was like, I'll cook you anything, I'd be like, All right, cheese souffle. Cook me a ratatouille. And like really put him <laughs> on the spot. But all the patrons in the show just turn up and like, Do you cook chicken and rice? And he's like <laughs>
1: Oh, I think we can do it. And he just gets I some rice and just slaps some yeah. chicken on it. It's like bloody hell. Right, I see. It's like Chris's kitchen. Frozen pizza? Yes, I do. <laughs> 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 Trendy <Strange laughs> enough. Yes, I can probably. Do can that. you reheat
2: yesterday's Chinese dinner? Oh, I think I yeah, can. Yeah,
1: exactly. The Pete well, Nelson kitchen sometimes. Good <laughs> we'll God. see how this one pans out first. But a lovely
2: story. I think the moral of the story mm. is: if you go to a Japanese izakaya and you use a bit of Japanese, people will love you, and it will go a long way. And that's something I've always Mm. found, right? Once you show you know a bit, people will make the effort. And uh, that's why you need to learn a little bit of Japanese, even if it is just Pete Donaldson level. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. It served you well. What a level that
1: is. What a level that is. It served
2: you well. Um, So news of the week. This week, uh, (laughs) this is a ridiculous story. A young female Japanese biker, a rather attractive female Japanese biker, turns out to be a 50-year-old man with a face app. Um, it's yes, kind please. of a viral story on Twitter. It's ridiculous. So there's a there's a biker on Twitter called uh, Azusa Azusaga Kiyuki. It's a really complicated name. To be honest, if you want to get to the article, just type in "female Japanese biker, fifty year old man" <laughs> and it will come up. But basically, it's a relatively attractive woman. I, th- I actually genuinely thought it was a woman when I saw these uh, these tweets, but it turns out mm. it's actually a fifty year old bloke. He's very clever at using a face app. The only thing he has in common with this attractive female Japanese biker is he does have long flowing blonde hair which I'm assuming he dies.
1: Yes. Well, yeah. I, I, so I've well, seen this guy weird. and, 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 the, and those kind of face apps, they do work better with kind of it, 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 like Asian faces. I, I find, cause like obviously the, the, all of these apps begin in China and they've got massive data mm-hmm. sets to play with, uh, probably cleaned from some government <laughs> agency you'd imagine. But um, <laughs> they, they seem to just be more convincing when it comes to, to, to their faces. And uh, he's got lovely flowing hair. So he's halfway there for me. He's not an attractive man, uh, but he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's whacked his face into a face up and become a bit, a bit of a sensation, really. Fantastic.
2: But looking <laughs> at the face of the, the girl and looking at his face, you wouldn't, there's like nothing. There's nothing to insinuate yeah. that it's him, right? It's not like mm, you, yeah. one of those apps where you put your face in and you become like a girl. Like, which just gives you your like, eyelashes and makes mm. your
1: face soft and whatnot. Like, it's not like that. This is like really advanced level
2: stuff. It's really quite scary. I, ha-
1: I just, I j- I just want to know how the, the documentary or the, the, the TV show makers managed to sort of figure it all out. Incredible bit of sleuthing from them. Yeah, so uh,
2: <laughs> Monday Late Show, Monday Late Show, a really popular Japanese variety show uh, hosted by folks that discuss kind of like really hot topics and wacky topics. The production team tracked down this biker, guy and I wonder if they were assuming oh this is an attractive biker girl with a large following maybe let's go and check her out and see what she's about and then they got there and it's just a just a 50 year old man who's like hello (laughs) where's the girl (laughs) I am the girl (laughs) I am I am the 25 year old biker girl uh I don't really know how that came about they must have had a tip off somebody must have tipped them off but interestingly people aren't really angry about this I I, I recall we had a similar story to this before maybe a year ago (laughs) and everyone was angry mm. and felt they'd been lied to. But here, pe- people online have been quite receptive and quite kind of seen the humour in it. Uh, this, like, 50-year-old man has been kind of cheeky. I don't think he's been doing it for, like, sleazy, dangerous reasons either, shady reasons. He's just done it for a bit of fun, really. Um, yeah, he's
1: done a bit of fun, having yeah. a bit of fun. But he's very popular. It's, uh, it's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful bit. Of... Oh, I'm just, just drawn in by... His beautiful
2: eyes. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he created the kind of persona of his ideal biker woman using his own mm. face, which is quite an interesting mm. concept. There's a, there's an idea for a short film in there somewhere. I know there is. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, what you said about the old uh, the Chinese face apps, and I think this probably I don't know if it is a Chinese face app, but it might well be. They're very advanced, mm. aren't they? And quite scary. That's incredible.
1: Like I mean, guy, he, he, he this may be like a new kind of thing I, I, I don't know what what you know people um like for example trans people's uh, their feelings on 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 it but like mm. presenting as as female presenting as a as as a woman uh is something you can do digitally nowadays so maybe there is a there isn't an, uh, an argument as i say this is who he wants to be this is how he wants to present himself online um, so it's so a good looks so but it, but it's to, to have an expose air on, uh, on the TV possibly a little bit distasteful but um, I, I do like the fact that uh, he's, he's got this kind of like uh, persona online it's been done before it's been done with like it um, has, yeah, like yeah. CGI characters and stuff I don't I, I'd say it more like he's created a character
2: that he mm. feels invested in rather than to mislead people and the fact that the show came out with him on it, clearly it had his blessing. Um, yeah. and it's kind of sad for him because now it's kind of probably it'll either kill off his career or it might lead to bigger and greater things. Maybe people would love to follow him and see this persona. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah, it reminds me of that that uh, story a few years ago where there was a Chinese woman who used the face app and like made herself really mm. beautified herself, and this guy like proposed to her over the internet, and then they met in person, and she was very very different from. The post's edited version that she portrayed online, and he sued her. He sued her or something, didn't he, for uh, oh, for, for like, lying mis- to him, like <laughs> getting his yeah. hopes up and wasting his time. She's rather yeah. sinister, but these these face apps are pretty advanced and blow my mind. They're incredible! I, d- I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. It's, it's also quite scary, though, isn't it? Like the direction <laughs> they could <laughs> it's go a in. Bit. You know. But uh, I think it's a nice story. I think it's a nice story. And uh, yeah, yeah, go and check it out. Young female Japanese biker turns out to be 50-year-old man. Google that. And get ready to be shocked <laughs> and surprised. Uh, second story of the week is some sad news. Some of Japan's most iconic vending machines will soon be no more. Uh, one of Japan's biggest vending machine companies, Nichide, is closing down a lot of its hot food vending machines, which you typically see at service areas or airports on ferries they're these vending machines that you can get these microwave like hamburgers and chicken and fries out to be honest i've never really been a fan i've had it a few times Mm. and it really is a last resort for me i don't find them that good (laughs) um and i I don't know if you've ever eaten one at, at one of these peaks
1: I've seen. I've, I've. I don't think I've had any hot food. I may have had like a noodle every now and again, but I think. I think we're talking about the ones that do like little hamburgers and fries yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And and uh, there's one that does takoyaki and stuff. And it's just disgusting. Absolutely, ra- the rankest <laughs> of rank frozen food. Uh, quickly microwaved and heated up. It's just. It's not right. It's horrible. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I just. I, yeah, I can't say I'm a fan of them, and.
2: Just these frozen burgers coming out of a bloody vending machine always fills me with dread. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they're they're shutting them down. After 30 years of service, they're out going out of business. Customers traveling can stop at service areas and enjoy some hot food. But, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of demand for our services anymore, says Nichire's spokesman. I guess people aren't buying it either. The thing is, there's so many bloody convenience stores these days, right? Are you going to go and get a frozen hamburger? out of a microwave vending machine, or are you going to go to 7-Eleven or Family Mart and get some <laughs> cheeky Family Mart fried chicken? You're going to do the latter, clearly. You are. And so, no, I mean, you are. <laughs> either either level up, to, to niche day I say level up, and have give us the gourmet, luxurious vending machine food we deserve, or just, yeah, go ahead and close them all. Mm. To be fair... What are those pizza ones? Well, exactly, right? The pizza vending machine, that was... Well, I was going to say it was good, Fresh. but I feel like that's that's it wasn't entirely accurate. But it was interesting, <laughs> and I would have, I would get it again. Like the whole f- piece of vending machine concept was kind of cool. The way it comes out of the machine, it takes a few minutes to bake it. It's not I don't know if it's technically mm. microwave. I think it is oven baked in the vending mm. machine itself, and you get a little box to put it in afterwards, like a uh, kind of takeaway pizza. I always thought that was kind of yeah. cool. I think Nicheer should yeah. uh, steal that concept. I mean, the
1: fact that these kind of, I think the most interesting thing, and it's the, the sort of thing that sort of draws you to Japan in the first place, it's the um, bespoke nature of it all. You know, these machines mm. that, you know, some of them are just little microwave machines that do burgers and stuff, and then others are like ones that knead dough and bake dough <laughs> and sprinkle ingredients and stuff. It's like, well, Jesus, can you imagine how difficult that would be <laughs> to get a machine that, that re- like reliably does that product well uh, without any fuck-ups? It's, it's incredible.
2: It's astonishing given that vending machines in the UK still get stuck like one out of three times. The oh, crisps yeah. will get stuck. The chocolate bar will be hanging off by a thread and it still won't come yeah. out. Never happened to me in Japan yet, believe it or not. Yeah, I remember when I went back to the UK with Natsuki for the first time, we were at like Gatwick Airport, for whatever reason, like you are, and standing on the train platform, and I was like, I'm just going to get some hula hoops. And I went over, put the one pound in, and the hula hoops went... And just got stuck. And I was like, oh, come <laughs> a look at this Natsuki. Something he wouldn't uh, see in Japan. I gave him a real culture, a, br- a real British cultural experience that day. Yeah. British culture exposed. The, the crappy, <laughs> broken, inefficient vending machines that you don't find in Japan. <laughs> God. Uh, We're going to take brilliant. a quick break. Back in a moment with a fax machine.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. This week at Sukarnov
1: on Wrestle Me, Mark Hines has been telling me about the world's tiniest man. Like you wouldn't remember that guy <laughs> coming in, flopping in, <laughs> like it's a big pancake, a massive sort of soft biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure he's six inches? Do you remember him? <sighs> Do I remember him? Do I,
0: right, then he isn't six
1: inches. <laughs> he's got tall. a very unique body. <laughs> you can also join me on the Luke and Pete show, where me and Luke have been trying to come up with excuses for our poor hairstyle choices. Now, more than any other era of my life, I care less and less about what other people think. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I think we're at the time of life where we've probably got more disposable income than we had 10 years ago, and we don't give a shit about what anybody thinks, and that's how midlife crises begin. I buy this stupid thing. I've got a scooter now. I'm wearing a ponytail.
2: All that, and a whole lot more.
1: That's to
2: and we're back. What do we got in the week? What have we got in the week? What have we got in the facts what, have we, got the week? what have we got in the week? What have we got in the what have
1: week? We got in the <laughs> facts <laughs> machine. We got? We've got a message from Patrick. Uh, cheers from New York. He ends the the uh, the email, so we know he's in New York. Uh, hey, Chris and Pete. I thought oh, I would write in a response uh, in as a response to a recent email you read out about the time that you guys were photographed uh, making in a bronze video in New Yorkie Park. I don't even think you we were making one. I think we were maybe recording a podcast or just dicking about. I want to tell you all about the time you. Photographed me. Oh my god! And I didn't even know it. Oh god! Wow! I visited Japan in October of 2018, and since it was my first time there, I went to Tokyo, Kyoto, and Osaka. One of the highlights of my trip was when I visited uh, Kyoto Monkey Park. A few weeks after I returned from Japan, I noticed a new Abridged Japan video titled uh, "24 Hours in Kyoto: Japan's Best Monkey Park." I jokingly thought I was just in Kyoto. I wonder if I was in this video. Oh god. What about two minutes in? To my shock, I noticed someone very familiar in the monkey park. It was myself. Somehow I failed to notice the two of my favorite podcasters were standing just twenty feet away from me. I think I was either too focused on the uh, adorable baby monkeys and the chaos that was monkey feeding time, or too exhausted from the Universal Studios Osaka adventure I had the previous day to notice. I mean, if you're from New York, that is a time difference and a half, uh, Patrick. I imagine <laughs> you're absolutely exhausted. When it's said to travel again, I'd love to come back and visit Japan uh, and maybe make a second accidental appearance in a Bron Japan video. Uh, I'll include some proof in the form of photo, in the form of photos. Uh, below and yeah indeed you can kind of see Patrick I'm I'm on a word document but yeah if I sort of make that picture a little bit bigger you can see he's having a lovely time He's, I think he's got nuts in his hand or a camera or something I don't know what he's he's feeding I think he's going to feed the monkey something but uh, yeah very enjoyable well done uh, uh, well done Patrick <laughs> what a lad yeah if you, what a lad. The,
2: if you want to see Patrick go to the Kyoto video and go to 2 minutes 7 seconds and there he is behind the distant <laughs> monkey with his blue shorts
1: Patrick looks so nice, I feel, I feel sad that we never got to meet him. I'm furious <laughs> with myself. Bloody <laughs> monkeys, distract me. <laughs> oh, man. God. Yeah. I, it's, I love this. Like, this is going to keep happening, isn't it?
2: Every, like, people are just going to realise, wait a minute, I was in the back of the Osaka mm. video. Look at that. Just go through the whole portfolio
1: <laughs> have ever, and have a look. Have you ever been caught in the back, back of uh, something while you're doing something else? I don't think I've ever... Maybe I'm just not very uh, very observant. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I, I was.
2: I think somebody tweeted me not too long ago that they saw me with, I think, Joey in Shibuya, just walking down Shibuya. Ah. It's a little bit scary. I mean, I remember I was at this um, a few weeks, a few days after this Kyoto monkey episode. I was in Fukuoka, right? And I went Mm. to this gigantic Buddha, um, the name of which I can't recall right now. But the biggest Buddha in Japan, it's laying down like this on its side. And it's an amazing sight. And after I went there the same day I got a message I think I can't remember where I got it but I got a message from someone and it was like I saw you at the Buddha and there's just like a photo of me standing there looking at the Buddha from a distance that really <laughs> creeped me out so now I'm a little bit like paranoid whenever I'm um, out and about <laughs> am I <in> someone's <sighs> photo? you've got to be careful though when you shoot folks in the background in Japan because mm. uh because I think there was a case on Japanese TV a few years ago where Uh, A guy in the background of a TV show was seen walking down the street with a a girl cheating on his wife, and he successfully sued the TV show, won lots of money, and from there on onwards, Japanese TV shows, like, blurred out everyone, which must take a staggering amount of time. And I feel so sorry for whoever edits Japanese TV shows, but, like, it's just... Not they must be able to uh, lot of the time. Or,
1: automate it these days. They, they must be Probably, um, yeah, able to yeah. automate a lot of that stuff now. Just pick, pick literally, just have a scene, pick out him, her, him, her, and just uh, and just block everyone out that's it. it's in the scene. Then, 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 and then they're out for the whole scene. That's why you've got to
2: be careful when you're out filming people. Mm. As a result, I I hate blaring faces in my videos. It mm. looks so horrible. So I always try and frame it in a way that you don't see that many other people. But uh, mm. yeah, something to be mindful of. They don't like that over here uh because unfortunately lots of people with uh, secret girlfriends uh <laughs> which or we, possibly face up
1: or face <laughs> app, <laughs> a yeah, mirror.
2: absolutely <laughs> uh, we got one from awab It he says hey chris and pete my name's awab uh from finland i'm a fairly big guy that's six foot three and 82 kilograms how is our mm. lighter than me Despite being so much, being over six foot, I'm 85 kilograms <laughs> and I'm like five foot 10. Uh, I was thinking of going to Japan as an exchange student, but wondered about the food as I've realized through your videos that the portions tend to be quite small. How easy or hard is it to gain or lose weight in Japan? Says Awab. Oh, I think it's pretty easy to gain weight because, because well, nice because food. It's me, is it? Yeah, it's good food. <laughs> I've, I've done a terrible job. Because it's the end of March now, Operation Metamorphosis is about to begin, where I become like, like a butterfly being reborn. I lose lots of weight, <laughs> get fit. That I've put on throughout the last six months of bloody winter and all the snow when I can't go out or do yeah. anything.
1: Get on your Strava. Get on your Strava, Chris. Get on my what's a Strava? Do you do your I think isn't it one of those things that when people go for runs, they always log what they've been doing on their Strava thing and it's uh it's a little bit tedious.
2: <laughs> you mean like a uh,
1: Fitbit? Yeah, like a Fitbit, yeah. yeah. But you can just tell everyone about your bloody runs. Oh, I did <laughs> Yeah, I could do that. Just show off. I mean I yeah I mean Losing weight
2: in Japan. It's easy, but it takes difficult, some man.
1: Is it? Is it easy? I mean, like it's the 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 food you can buy is very healthy, I think. But there are also some terrible choices you can make at the same time, which is annoying.
2: I think that's yeah. I think that's a fair judgment <laughs> because I don't cook. <laughs> I inevitably eat a lot of rubbish food or good food. Mm. It's very unhealthy. If you go to the supermarket, there is a lot of good like raw, healthy vegetables and fruits and pickles and things and natto and kimchi. But I don't do that. And that's a problem. So
1: (laughs) that is a problem. If
2: you can cook, up! if you're going to be an exchange student, just go to the supermarket. You can live and eat a healthy lifestyle in a way that I, I just (laughs) never can and never will. Over to you with AJ from Boston, Pete.
1: AJ has got in touch uh, from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, huge fan of the podcast, and I've been slowly walking my way through the backlog after starting at the beginning. Listening whilst at work makes my days go so quick. My question today is this. What is the best onsen that are mixed gender? My wife and I have been to Japan uh, before on our honeymoon and are planning another trip and want to do an onsen, but want to do the whole thing together. Last time we went to Unison in Hockenay, and uh, while uh, delightful, I was wondering if there was anywhere else. Thanks for putting on a great podcast. I'm putting out all of your videos, AJ. From Boston, Massachusetts, USA. Group ladies and men's onsens. Oh, I mean, would you want to go into a mixed with
2: your girlfriend, Pete, and just be well, with I- loads of strangers naked? you probably would wouldn't you yeah it's
1: a good point yeah it's a good point actually uh yeah i'm a bit of a am i a bit of a um uh what do you call it what do you call it when you want to show show off a lot when you want to (laughs) your winky when you want to show your winky off i can't remember oh uh yeah i i I probably wouldn't have a massive problem i thought i imagine my partners might have more of a problem than me but uh yeah i'm a people watcher as well you you can't be a people watcher in a shared onsen well you just can't it's just not allowed
2: yeah, I mean, I've, I've did it a few years ago with my then girlfriend. I think we went to. There's, there's a lot of good mixed onsen. There's a good one in Akita, mm. actually called Tsurunoyu, which is a really famous one. Beautiful onsen. Right. Um, very hard to get into, but um, because it's a long waiting list. But uh, yeah, it's just really awkward. I remember going with my then girlfriend and people looking at me and her and <laughs> we're looking at them. And it just <laughs> and overrides the whole, the whole point of an onsen is to be relaxed, right? just flop right, back okay. and just relax and let the the hot, soothing waters do their work. And you can't do that when everyone's staring at you and you're staring at them going, oh, look, they're naked. Ooh, that's weird. You don't get this much. So I think it overrides the experience. If you want to do it, there are quite a few onsens that do have that function. But for me, for most couples, I'd say just get a room with a good private hot spring, a private rotenburo, and quite a lot of them do have that. Like get one of the mm. ones. Originally, when we did Jelly Cross Japan tea, we were supposed to go to Mount Fuji and stay in a kind of a hot spring where we had a uh, like a mixed bath. Um, but we didn't get that for whatever reason. We stayed in a capsule hotel. Why did we do that? <laughs> I don't know. But like, yeah, no, they just just get a private one, and trust me, it's a lot more relaxing, a lot more fun, and you can, and you can drink beer mm. in there and take selfies for Instagram, which is what people want to do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you with me Pete do you agree yeah just uh, look I, I, I we've, we've shared on some before and I wasn't did we? drinking you in so I did could, we yeah we did we, yeah, oh, we yeah, did yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I was uh, but then I've been in the ones with like mates and stuff and they've insisted on wearing their pants and that's not allowed no way Chris. Well, you can't do that not allowed yeah I know terrible well hotel ones which is not as nice obviously but yeah they they insisted on wearing their bloody pants it's like Jesus Christ cheating get your winkies out <laughs>
2: Good God! Well, crying out loud! I uh, yeah, I we, with this um, this journey across Japan three trip, I have found a really nice hot spring with a big bath that can fit me, Joey, and Natsuki in. So get ready yes, for that.
1: Eight K Natsuki, Joey, I'm right? Chris. I'm 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 on the Reddit. I'm writing some erotic fiction. Oh, Beautiful, God. some slash fiction. Brilliant. It's gonna be absolutely <laughs> Natsuki with horrendous. the cigarette on. oh god there's an image
2: to behold there's an image to behold Journey Across Japan will be out soon in April but for now guys that is all for today Uh, enjoy the rest of your week we'll be back on Sunday to do it all over again for now but wherever you might be out there in the big wide world have a great week and let's do it all over again on Sunday bye for now peace
0: is a Stukanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS.